When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild with your host, Paladino Joey Awajan? Here we are once again in a new year for Brave the Wild. It is episode number 33 today. Today is January 1st, 2010. Friday, January 1st, 2010. That's right. Happy New Year, everybody. Great to have you on board. And we're going to call it 2010, not 2010. That is the right way to say it. And, um... Well, the Wild didn't end uh, 2009 all so great, but what can you do, I guess? I mean, I guess they're not perfect, right? And it's the California team. It's the California curse, we could call it, as the Wild end 2009 in a fantastic month in December. Unfortunately, with a two-game losing streak to the hated Anaheim Ducks and the hated Los Angeles Kings, two teams that have kind of been an authority in the Wild side the past few years. First and foremost, though, Brave the Wild is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank you guys always for downloading and listening to this show. Also, minnesota.nhlfansite.com. Nice enough to put a link to this show on their webpage. It's basically like an audio blog, you could call it. That's pretty much how they how they describe it on that site. It's in the blog section. So I call it a radio show. Some of you call it a podcast. Some of you call it an audio blog. That's, uh, well, it's up to you what you want to call it. So let's get into the uh, guest here today. Well, we got three games to review, as mentioned. All California teams, the Wild, defeat the LA Kings in Los Angeles on December the 28th. That was this past Monday. That was pretty awesome. That was, of course, after beating the St. Louis Blues on the 26th. So two teams that really affected the Minnesota Wilds' chances to make the postseason last year. The Wild win both of them, but unfortunately, doesn't end so well. Remember, they beat Anaheim earlier. They finally got over that hump earlier, and they beat L.A., obviously, on Monday. But then, unfortunately, the, it's, the, the little curse kind of came back for the time being. Unfortunately, the L.A. Kings and Anaheim defeat the Wild on the 29th and 31st. That was New Year's Eve, of course, a very ugly game on New Year's Eve. The other things we're going to get to real quick is also Peter Sikora's return, finally, to the ice, having only played 10 games this year, folks. Only 10 games and three points so far for Peter Sikora. He finally gets out of concussion junction, so now we await Brent Burns and Pierre-Marc Bouchard to do the same. So we'll discuss a teeny bit of concussion junction talk again, <laughs> as that's finally starting to clean up a little bit, a little bit. Um, and then we're also going to talk a little bit about Jacques Lemaire's return to Minnesota tomorrow. Tomorrow, the 2nd of January, of course, 2010. So that's going to be interesting stuff. 
he kind of kind of goes on a teeny miniature little rant about wow they really uh the schedule makers really screwed the wild this year especially early on and that definitely contributed to the wild's poor start so let's get into the games right now the wild finally get over the hump in los angeles a lot of us were a little worried though in the first period nothing bad happened but nothing good either uh there was a lot of action from both teams in that first period but nobody was able to score a goal there definitely was a lot of up and down, though, and uh, kind of grinded out Western Conference hockey as well. But uh, what a clean game, though, folks. What a clean game. There were only two penalties in the whole game. Or actually, the Wild, yeah, the Wild had... The Wild were shorthanded once, and the Kings were shorthanded twice. Luckily, the Wild were able to capitalize on one of their power play deals. Martin Havlat about four and a half minutes into that second period, getting his seventh goal of the year, and his excellent run continues. And what a month of December Martin Havlat had. It really was something else. As Martin Havlat is now tied for third in scoring for the Minnesota Wild overall, tied with Merrick Zidlicki with 23 points. So Martin Havlat has definitely made a comeback of late, 15 points in December. And he didn't really start off all so great in uh, December either. It's the last uh, three weeks of December. He really, really turned it up. Only had one point in seven games in uh, November, and of course seven points in October. Twelve games there. Um, Havlat definitely invisible early on, but he's really, really showing up of late, and it's a it's very encouraging indeed. That's been an ongoing story for the Minnesota Wild of late, and the success, the final finally some success for Martin Havlat. Um, Kim Janssen did get a power play goal. That's he's the man that got the power play. Janssen has definitely been stepping up in the offensive side of late. His defense has been very sound, but generally an invisible guy offensively. But yeah, out of nowhere lately, he's been showing up a little bit. Brunette and Koivu, not surprisingly, getting assists there. Those guys always a part of everything. And that was a really nice deal there on the power play. Lots of passing the puck around. Koivu to Brunette to Janssen. That was nice. And then Belanger. Puts the Wild up 2-1. to one. That was, of course, how after L.A. had tied it up about seven minutes earlier. Definitely a nice second period for the Minnesota Wild. Getting three goals to uh, <clears throat> Los Angeles is one there. A very, very exciting period for the Minnesota Wild. And very efficient, as they only had nine shots on goal. They only needed four shots on goal in the third period. And they actually got a goal in it, too. Eric Belanger with another great goal, indeed. This one was a beauty, though. This was a beauty because, see, the Wild got scared to death here as the third period was pretty scary. Uh, the L.A. Kings score immediately coming into the second period. Jack Johnson, a guy who's scored against the Wild in the past. I've definitely, I definitely remember that. Um, he got on the power play right away in that third period, and all of a sudden it's 3-2, to two, and it's like, oh, boy, please, please, no more L.A. curse. And then Scott Parse. Ties it up with about two and a half minutes left in L.A. The crowd's going crazy there in L.A. As I mentioned, the Wild only had four shots on goal in this third period. But then immediately after the faceoff, and I mean immediately after the faceoff, Belanger basically let go. Just, just uh, He went on a slight break. He only skated maybe two strides, I believe, and just let the shot go, and it went in. And it went in. <laughs> Second goal of the game for Eric Belanger. And you can only imagine who won the... Uh, <laughs> I mean, he just he, he won the faceoff and just took the puck and went, basically, is what Eric Belanger did. And uh, 
Yeah, you can only guess who's the top star of the game there. The former L.A. King, as we like to say that about a million times over now, beating John Quick with... This one was on the up, uh, upper shelf, they call it, and uh, it, it was a beauty. It was a beauty. It was over the shoulder of John Quick. And, well, it's like, okay, well, I guess the Wild are going to be all right after all, despite that scary little run by the L.A. Kings there. And the Wild did pull it out. The L.A. Kings mustered about two shots on goal after that. And the uh, Wild escaped Los Angeles with a rare victory over these hated L.A. Kings who have, as I mentioned a thousand times, been a thorn in the Wild side for about two years now. And uh, I don't think the Wild beat the Kings once last year. I don't think they beat the uh, the St. Louis Blues last once last year either once. So fun stuff indeed. <laughs> Wild finally win one. Unfortunately, that was the final victory for the Minnesota Wild in the year 2009. That was on the 28th, of course, December the 29th, Tuesday at Anaheim. So no rest for the wicked. And unfortunately, the Wild looked pretty tired in this game. They just looked like a team that just didn't have the magic going. Bobby Ryan had a great game, unassisted goal. The former uh, second overall pick in 2005, by the way, Bobby Ryan, finally really, really, really emerging here. He's, you know, kind of quiet, slow start to his career. He was drafted four years ago, and there you go. Now he gets a two-goal game, 19 points. He looks like he's going to have a, he's going to really get his career moving now, get it kick-started here once and for all. He scored on the power play and uh, unassisted goal. That second goal put Anaheim up 3-1, to one, unfortunately. Saku Koivu factoring on that particular assist. Miku Koivu had a two-goal game, or two-assist game. Saku Koivu also a two-assist game. Just an interesting uh, deal. The teams also shot 31 shots apiece. Um, Kim Janssen with another power play, as I mentioned. This guy really has been stepping up of late, especially on the power play, and... Uh, I guess Todd Richards, he, he likes something. He's, he just likes what he saw from Kim, liked what he saw from Kim Janssen in practice. You didn't really see Kim Janssen on the power play the last, uh, three years that we've had the guy. Maybe, oh yeah, early on in that first year. And you, you know, when you got, what it was at an 18 point season in that first year here, back in 06, 07, it's like, okay, whatever. He's not a power play guy, I guess. Well, something Todd Richards has seen in Kim Janssen has definitely given him, uh, confidence in the guy. And Koivu's setting up Janssen again there. This time Havlett was uh, Koivu's partner in, in, this, in this particular goal. Uh, Andrew Brunette was also on there. That is one hell of a top line there. Koivu, Havlett, and Brunette. We've also seen a Koivu, Hav, uh, Koivu Brunette, and uh, Latandres line of late. And it's been a very, very good line. Those guys have played very well together. Um, Latandres has been everywhere. He was, he's been valuable in all these games. and It's been great to keep up with. Um, but that's pretty much the positives of the game. The Wild did go empty net there in the final minute. They did muster a few shots. The Wild outshot Anaheim 11-2, to but unfortunately, the second and final shot of the game for the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, Todd Marchand broke loose. He just got the puck and took took and just uh, let it go, and the Wild lose 4-2 to in Anaheim. They, they tried, tried as they might. Kim Janssen got the Wild in it with about seven minutes to go, but it just wasn't meant to be. This game just was not meant to be. Anaheim just pretty much outplayed the Wild, especially in that first period. And in the second period, they got it, got done what they needed to. Bobby Ryan got his second goal of the year. And um, that's just all there's to it. Minnesota Wild can't get a victory here. And it poor Josh Harding, I swear, every time. It's like every time Josh Harding's in the net, it's like, oh, we're going to lose. And it's not because Josh Harding is a bad goalie. 
or ineffective goalie. It just seems like the poor guy is cursed. Every single year you look at his uh, win-loss record, the Wild could be a great team or a bad team, but he's always, what, like 4-9, four and 4-12, four and 4-11, four and 4 and you know, 5-14. and 14. It's just like it's, some years his goals against average isn't so good. This year it's not so good. But he, he didn't exactly stink to, on this particular day. But uh, last year, his goals against average was, what, 2.2, and he was like 4-11 and 11 or 4, you know. Man, it's just talk about bad luck. The guy has never gotten a shutout either unfortunately. Um, definitely bad luck for Mr. Harding and the Wild, unable to come away with a victory in Anaheim, California, in Disneyland. Oh, goody. He knew that was coming, right? He just knew I was going to say that at some point, because I'm a dork. All right. I apologize for that. And on New Year's Eve, the Minnesota Wild, the Minnesota Wild fans showed up to watch a Minnesota Wild game against the LA Kings. On New Year's Eve night, a night that, you know, a lot of people like to hang out, do whatever, you know, party. I'm not the party type, but other people are. Um, Like I said, the Minnesota Wild fans showed up to this game. The LA Kings showed up ready to go. The Wild did not show up to this game at all. I mean, mean the Wild didn't show up even a little bit. Uh, Nicholas Baxter was definitely a... uh, a sieve on this particular night, at least in the first half of the game. And it's all the Kings needed. It was just like, see ya, see ya next year, guys. <laughs> Kings getting three goals in the first period. They score pretty early. Brad Richardson scores pretty early in this particular game. Six and a half minutes into the game. But it's like, okay, we'll be fine. But unfortunately, L.A. was dominating the puck the whole first period. Just the whole first period. Wild couldn't seem to get anything going, couldn't generate anything. They were 0 for 4 on the power play. And they have won the faceoffs, by the way, in every, virtually every game I've reviewed the past month and a half. The Wild have just dominated in a faceoff category, and they did again this particular night. Uh, but the, with about, yeah, the, the LA Kings score goal after goal after goal in about a seven minute span. The, the LA Kings get, this was spanned over the late first period into the second period. The Kings. One, two, three, score three goals. Frolov, Ryan Smith, Ryan Smith, who's always been good against the Wild, and Michael Hanzus, Hanzus, that guy's been around too as well, and good old Sean O'Donnell, the original captain of the Wild, assisting on the goal that put the Kings up four to nothing. I mean, the game was four to nothing. The crowd is booing the heck out of the Wild. After the third goal, that was the one by Ryan Smith on the power play, just undisciplined hockey early on for the Wild, and it killed us. It really did. Um, for whatever reason, it just was not a good night. Backstrom was not, uh, Backstrom wasn't on his game very much. It just wasn't his night. And, um, defensively, the Wild weren't on their game, and there was some really poor puck movement, lots of turnovers. Um, just a very, very, or takeaways, whatever you want to say. Just a very ugly game for the Wild, especially in the first half. The Wilds start to play better, but yeah, they're down 4-1. to one. They still couldn't really get anything going until Brunette saves face here. Puts the Wild, makes it 4-1 to one when Brunette scores. That was a nice, nice play. Mian and Koivu setting up Brunette in that one. Brunette leads the Wild in goals scored now with 12. Andrew Brunette is the leading scorer of the Wild in terms of goals. And last year's goal scorer leader, Owen Nolan, made it 4-2 to two a little bit later. 
That was also a really nice play. I mean, Owen Nolan's really been picking up of late. He came off to a slow start this year. His 10th goal of the year, so he's going to start threatening Brunette. It's it's, it's the old man battle here. <laughs> you got Brunette with 12, Quavo with 11, Owen Nolan with 10. So there it is right there. And for once, you can just say, man, boy, do we miss Marion Gabrick. Sure, we missed him because he never played. Now that he is playing, he ain't here. And he is, and boy, is he playing over there in New York. What has he got, like 25, 30 goals already? That would look pretty good right now in the Minnesota Wild jersey right now. It sure would have helped us against these damn L.A. Kings. Minnesota Wild making it 4-2, making it slightly interesting with six minutes to go. It's like, hey, you never know. And the Wild get a little bit gutty, a little risky. Does Todd Richards. They go with the empty net, even though they're down by two. This was with about two and a half minutes to go in the game. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. That's Frolov getting his second goal in the game. Another takeaway by L.A., and they just let it go. It was just a bad play by the Wild yet again. Can't remember who passed it, but Frolov burying it. And it's a 5-2 game and a blowout. It goes from like a semi-close semi game, I guess, at the end there, to a blowout. And the LA Kings escaped Minnesota in, in a nice way. There were a lot of skirmishes in this game. Wayne Simmons got a little frustrated with, uh, I believe it was, well, there was Clutterbuck was involved. Brodziak was involved in a lot of stuff. It was a pretty aggressive game. Minnesota and L.A., not not necessarily the best of friends, and I can only imagine why. I mean, the way the Kings kind of rub it in our face all the time. Uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of skirmishes. Uh, Green, that's who it was. Mike Green was definitely involved in that. Simmons and Green all over the place. Clutterbuck and John Scott. Scott and Green officially got in a fight. Um, there was going to be another fight also. I believe it was Bugard. Yeah, Bugard, and I can't remember who else. Oh, I can't remember who else that was. Oh, I believe it was Brown, I think. Um, and the refs just said no, no, no more. So that, that was interesting because they were getting sick of all the fighting, I guess. Green was pretty much overmatched by John Scott because John Scott's six foot eight and Scott just kind of pushed him to the ground. It was like Hulk Hogan versus, uh, my, uh, versus your next door neighbor's nephew, basically. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with Green, but yeah. Just John Scott pretty much said, "Get out of my way," basically. Um, but that's really the most—that's really the majority of the excitement for any of you fans out there that may have been to this New Year's Eve night. Uh, you didn't get your money's worth, really. Other than that, just just a, just a, a game that went south pretty pretty early, pretty early indeed. Late in the first period, early second period, just crap, just some bad bad hockey for a short stretch of time that was very very costly. Very, very costly indeed. And Sean O'Donnell escapes Minnesota with yet another victory. Good old Sean O'Donnell. Man, I I miss that guy. He, he would still fit in nicely with this team, I tell you. And, uh, man, that was, uh, God, that was almost ten years ago, nine and a half years ago, that Sean O'Donnell last skated with the Minnesota Wild. Well, when he was traded away, man, <laughs> what a nice defenseman he was. Just fantastic. And he's still playing all these years later. He was a veteran then, and he's still playing. And he still looks like he can still play pretty good. He just had a nice game. So, enough of that. We're going to move on here. We're going to get into a little bit more news talk. Um, I'm not really discouraged by the Wild, but that game sucked. It was just a bad night. Uh, Wild have a very tough opponent tomorrow night against the New Jersey Devils here in St. Well, not right where I live, but yeah, in Minnesota. 
and of course St. Paul, the capital, in the XL Energy Center. Jacques Lemaire making his first re- making his return to the Wild with the team that he started out coaching. At least, well, I guess he technically started out with Montreal. My bad, but you get the idea. The team that really made him into or the team that he really identified himself as a head coach and a Stanley Cup champion coach with the New Jersey Devils. All right, that was drawn out a little longer than it needed to, so we'll be right back right after this. And we are back here on Brave the Wild, episode number 33. The New Year's Day episode of 2010, which is a reminder for iPod, Microsoft's doing another MP3 player users. Do check out Purple Mafia and Timberwolves Explosion, my other two podcasts, Purple Mafia for the Vikings and, of course, Timberwolves Explosion for Minnesota Timberwolves Basketball Talk. All right, enough of that. Well, Peter Sikora has abandoned Conjunction Junction. Finally, he is finally done. And, um, man. That was a concussion. I mean, he had his he had his concussion on November seventh. He also had other injuries earlier on in the season. Unfortunately, that was very early. He kind of kind of came in late to the Wild because of that. Missed twenty four games and missed simply being part of the team. And uh, Sakura's Sakura quotes here: "Probably three or four weeks ago, I wouldn't have thought I'd be in this position now to be in the morning skate and have a chance to play a game that night." For me, it's a blessing to be playing. He searched for words and added, I don't know what to say. As he played 10 minutes, 44 seconds in the loss to the Kings, recording one shot. He, he was fairly, he was all right, but kind of, he was basically a guy that hadn't been back for a while. You know, about what you'd expect. 33 years old already. He was a free agent signee just before the season. And yes, it was just before the season. He was a guy, he was pretty much a, a consolation for Alex Tenge. Uh, and Saku Koivu and others, the guys that Wild could not land early on. Former New York Ranger, I remember seeing him. He he actually played in the game again, that Marion Gabrick had five goals against the Rangers. <laughs> I remember seeing that. Um, yeah, Sakura was on the Rangers at that point in time. Mm. Yeah, he's only got two goals and one assist so far this year, does Peter Sakura. He disappeared, yeah, then he did, yeah, he disappeared the way the players with concussions do, biding his time until the post-concussion symptoms lifted enough that he could go back to work. I'm very excited, Sakura said, you know, saying that he needs to get and see how he feels in a game because the practice is not the same as the game, but if you don't get in the games, you're never going to know how you're going to stand. I feel great right now. I have zero symptoms, so... There you go. That's very, very encouraging. And uh, Peter Sikora finally, finally back and a part of things here in with the Minnesota Wild. A few Olympians, the Wild have a few Olympians going off to these winter games coming up. Mika Koivu, Antti Mietnin, Nicholas Backstrom were named to the Finnish team. Merrick Zidlicki and Martin Havlat were named to the Czech team. You got to love that. Very, very cool. Special thing for athletes, Koivu said. And being in Vancouver, I think it's going to be even more special because hockey is huge in Canada. Well, yeah, of course. So there's a comment for our buddy, the captain. Zidlicki's comment, after four years, is probably my last chance to be there. So, yeah, that's really cool. He got a bronze medal 
Tidzidlicky four years ago. This was his. This is his last chance at 32. Backstrom finally going, and he grew up dreaming about representing Finland. And for all hockey players, it's special when it's in Canada, but it's a month and a half. So you focus on your team here, and that's the only thing that matters now. Mm-hmm. It's in a month and a half is what he meant, of course. Uh, it's getting pretty interesting there. little update on Brent Burns, who's been out since November 29th. He began skating on his own while the Wild were in California for the two games, Monday and Tuesday. He's had a couple of weeks of workouts, and he's progressing very well. That's a comment from Todd. Richard's very cool indeed. Unfortunately, Clayton Stoner tweaked a groin and missed the game in Anaheim. He also stayed out of the lineup Thursday night. James Shepard, of course, was scratched. James Shepard, not really a factor. But now Clayton Stoner, unfortunately, with a little bit of uh, tweak groin issue, that's unfortunate. He has been very, very valuable for the Wild indeed. So now we're going to get back to, now we're going to get into the Jacques Lemaire deal. <laughs> Jacques Lemaire. Yep. This is him talking about the uh, the Wilds schedule coming in. The Wilds road trip deal. He says, oh my God, oh my God. When you don't know it, it's not, it's not hard. You do it. But I said to Mario the other day, I would have to go back. I wouldn't be able to make it, especially now that I'm getting older. So, <laughs> very interesting indeed. Lemaire yep, was referring to the travel schedule of the Minnesota Wild. Long flights to places such as Calgary and Edmonton in the middle of the night. Road trips that lasted more than a week. And always a plane to catch to the next city. So, Lemaire here, look at this. Yep, he said they played 35 games. We've had one trip. We went to Nashville and to Dallas. One trip. We bust to th- we bust to three teams in our division. They bust to them, so you get fifty minutes for an hour flight. That's it. You're home by twelve thirty. So yeah, the Wild. Lots of long, long nights, sleepless nights. I'm sure for the Minnesota Wild. And yeah, I mean the situation for the Wild in their division, it, it is a lot tougher. That's a lot of traveling. Lemaire's kind of laughing about that. Yeah, and he he spent he spent nine years of it here for the Wild. That had to be fun stuff, huh? <laughs> A lot of people complaining how the Wild uh, schedule, or excuse me, the division, they should just get back with the uh, Detroit, Chicago, Dallas, St. Louis deal. Um, It's not really that much closer, but still, it's closer than these, I guess. And, uh, of course, the uh, start time of the games is a lot earlier as well, which helps out a lot of people. Instead of Vancouver, you know, 9 o'clock at night, Calgary, 8 o'clock at night. So, you get the idea. Colorado, 8 o'clock at night. Edmonton, 8 o'clock at night. I mean, not a single team in the Minnesota Wilds division is in the central uh, is in central time. So, indeed, lots of fun. He's saying how that uh, when we were there, definitely the fans were great. He's talking about Minnesota. It's a different city than here. You can't compare them. Not that we don't have nice people here. There are a lot of people here. The traffic Let's say they're not as polite as they are in Minnesota when they drive. Hmm, interesting. And he's saying how they salute out their windows when they're upset over something. Imagine that. Uh, hockey-wise, we had great support in Minnesota. Here, we wish we could have more. The arena is huge, but the people that are here are really great. So it's more or less the people that actually show up are great. So kind of like Gopher fans, really. Gopher hockey fans. <laughs> 
Well, this is an interesting thought of how uh, Jacques Lemaire had too many men on the ice. Or he says, "Hey, Jacques, what was the deal? What was the deal on that too many men on the ice penalty? We are stupid, the coaches. So you got it like that. Oh, guy's kind of funny, funny stuff indeed. He's saying how they're giving up some scoring chances. You want to go offense? You want to go offense? Okay, let's go defense." I just changed a few little things that I believe in more. I'm satisfied with the work effort. With the work effort. <laughs> I like the way he talks. It's just a little different, isn't it? Good old Jacques Lemaire. Mm. As Lemaire plans to reunite with assistant coach Mike Ramsey and broadcaster Tom Reed and a few others when he comes to town, they'll go out, af- they'll go out for a beer just like old times, although he doesn't know many specifics about his old team. He knows the Wild have been playing well this month. And he says, I don't know exactly where they are, but the last 20 games they have been one of the top teams in the league. I know they didn't start out well at all, but there are adjustments. A few new players. It takes time before everyone gets to know each other. To me, they made some good moves. They got workers, guys, guys who come to play every night. Got to like that. So we'll close here pretty quick. As Lemaire paused after that, <laughs> clearly something struck a chord in his memory. Perhaps it was the night Marion Gabrick got caught filling in on defense and tried and failed to skate for or skate backward. Or maybe it was the time Pascal Dupuis shot the puck in the stands on a breakaway. <laughs> we could laugh, eh? We could laugh, eh? We were always joking. It was always something, wasn't it? Yes, Mostly, it was fun. So, you gotta like that. Uh, Jacques Lemaire. Jacques Lemaire, folks. Um, we all have our opinions about how his coaching style. Uh, the defense was fantastic. The offense was timely. And um, with the current roster, you couldn't really get a better coach with the, cur- with, with the roster last year. But Todd Richards, Todd Richards is doing something right with the current roster right now. Uh, it was a very, there was a lot of growing pains in October, along with the horrible schedule early on. Lots of road games early on, October into November. But, uh, yeah, Jacques Lemaire, a, a guy that can come off as kind of a steely-eyed, sharp, or, excuse me, you know, kind of sharp uh, in terms of stern. I mean, stern personality. He's he's got a he, he's got a he's got an interesting sense of humor. You know, the classic dry sense of humor that that's pretty funny and. Um, you can never forget the accent, of course, and uh, you can never, you can't make up the knowledge and the expertise of a guy like Jacques Lemaire. And uh, I, I really appreciated Jacques Lemaire's time for the Minnesota Wild. I'll just say that as the host of the show, I really appreciated Jacques Lemaire, and uh, it, it was fun reading that. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, the New Jersey Devils are the number one team in the Eastern Conference, and are a mere two points behind San Jose for best record. In the entire NHL, so <laughs> and no, it doesn't hurt when you have Martin Brodeur, but sure, he had him in in, uh, in the old days as well, um, because yeah, Brodeur has been there all this time, of course, won the cup with Lemaire. Um, Jacques Lemaire is doing an excellent, excellent job in New Jersey. It's a perfect team for him, and uh, enough offense and a ton of defense. Uh, it, it's a perfect team for Jacques Lemaire, and. Uh, Good, good luck, Tom. They just might win the Stanley Cup. They just might win the Stanley Cup, the New Jersey Devils. Not a fan of the team, 
But with Jacques Lemaire as the head coach, uh, there, there's a little bit more interest in, in the New Jersey Devils, at least from my standpoint. Um, again, you can say what you want about how the guy coached, how he was kind of, uh, you know, he was kind of stubborn, he was kind of set in his ways. But the guy can coach. The guy, uh, and, and the guy has a personality that's just absolutely priceless. So, one final thing though, the new coach Todd Richards is just—he's—he's showing—he's showing us in Minnesota that he really is a good coach. I'm very encouraged about Todd Richards as well. So, to me, I, I'm not saying I'm glad. So I'm not going to say I'm glad Jack Lemire's gone, but I'm also not going to say that oh God, what a drop off it's been from Todd, from Jack Lemire to Todd Richards. Um, no, it hasn't been a drop off. Todd Richards is very exciting. Because we really, early on, the defense wasn't quite the same. But, um, yeah, it's different schemes. But the defense has been smothering and been fantastic. As very few teams have gotten over 30 shots a, a goal, um, thirty shots on goal against the Minnesota Wild, especially the past month here. It's been uh, really, really encouraging. And the offense has been there. And uh, Todd Richards is finding something out of Kim Janssen and other guys. It's uh, pretty cool indeed to see. So, we are going to close the show now. Thank all of you for listening always. So, first and foremost, I would like you to call into the show if you could. 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail treated as such. Mention you are calling in to Brave the Wild. State your comment, shout out, question. Leave your name and town. Keep it to about a minute to two minutes tops. And I mean dead tops, two minutes uh, it'd be fantastic to hear from you out there. And uh, if you like the show, please rate me on iTunes. Give me a nice positive rating and a nice little comment. Put in a good word for me if you could. I'd appreciate it very much. And finally, on the sportstuff.com, there is a message boards. Click on the button in the upper right-hand corner that says TSS Boards. It is 100% free and 100% fun. Just simply register to that, and we can talk some more hockey. We can join the boards on there. NHL boards, the uh, Brave the Wild section and the podcast section of the boards. Um, can interact some more, get some of you strong, just classic Minnesota knowledge, hot Minnesota hockey fans. You know, we got to get you on here on the sportsstuff.com. Just come in and join the community. It ain't going to cost you a dime. Um, there's no obligations whatsoever. Just, just join up and uh, join the discussion. It'd be great to have you. So thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you in a week. Go Wild! We'll